Hey everybody, how's it going? I'm Brandon, here with Paul and Dan, and we're watching Star Trek, the original series. Uh, so basically what we're going to do is we're going to kind of just watch through the episodes of the original series, um, just talk about things as they happen in the show, and just kind of add our thoughts and, and what we think about it. Um, like I said, my name is Brandon, I'm 34, uh, my experience with Star Trek so far has been I've seen the first four episodes of the original series, and that's why I decided you know, that I wanted to experience these with somebody else and kind of talk about just what we thought about it. Um, I've seen bits and pieces of the next generation when I was a kid, and I had absolutely no interest in any of it. Uh, recently, I caught a couple of the movies from the next generation, and I was like, oh, you know, that, that could be pretty cool. I want to go ahead and check that out, but I want to start, you know, at the original series. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for me. Uh, I've played Star Trek Bridge Crew. I know some of the the popular culture references and things like that, but there's there's a lot of the Star Trek franchise that I am just absolutely clueless on. So, uh, Paul, what about you? Uh, I'm a huge nerd, and I love Gene Roddenberry to death, especially show Andromeda. So uh, when it comes to Star Trek, I've actually seen a, a couple of the newer episodes. In the Next Generation, I was a junkie. I watched a lot of that. But the this, uh, original series, I've watched maybe four or five episodes here and there scattered around, honestly, through time. I've probably seen the little clips of things here and there. Um, I'm just, I'm real interested in watching this. I'm excited for it. I have not seen all the episodes, so it'd be really cool to go through and experience this with you guys and just watch everything. I did see some of the new Star Trek movies, and I've seen a couple of the other series here and there, but I haven't really sat down and really dive in a bit and dive in and watch like everything and seeing all the details and all history of Star Trek. So I'm just huge excited to do this. So, Yep, Dan, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I'm also a huge nerd. Uh, I grew up more grew up more watching Doctor Who as a child and only kind of originally watched the original Star Trek a little bit here and there. I really don't remember any of it. Uh, I've seen some of the Next Generation movies also but don't really remember much about it from my childhood so i'm excited to go back and rewatch it okay yeah so yeah we're all pretty much new to the the original series um and i think it's a really good place to start i, I know a lot of people like to start with the next generation but i feel like there's you know this is the beginning of everything and i think that there's it's a, a good place to build off of um, but we are actually going to be starting with The Cage, which was the pilot that was filmed uh, on January 22nd, 1965, aired on October 14th, 1986. So it didn't actually air until over 20 years after the series had started. Um, so if you haven't watched this episode and you want to kind of watch along with us, then you know just go ahead and pause this, whatever, go watch the episode, come back, and we're just going to kind of do a quick rundown. So... Basically, the episode starts on the bridge of the USS Enterprise, and you know it's the Enterprise because it's written in giant letters on the hull. Uh, so the crew's on the bridge, just watching their video screen for something that they said is headed their way. Uh, the captain, who has not been introduced, actually nobody's been introduced at this point, uh, suggests it could be meteors that are passing by, and the crew members are basically just like, no, that's that's definitely not it. We're not going to say why, but that's definitely not it. Uh, at this point, I notice, you know, that their shirts look incredibly uncomfortable like their uniforms just look uncomfortable as hell 
Uh, I really like the sound effects that I've heard so far. Uh, I like their shirt pins, oddly enough. I don't know why those kind of stood out to me. Like, I didn't notice that as much. I noticed the little turtleneck situation they got going on. I find that, I find that kind of humorous. It's like a t-shirt and turtleneck combination. I found kind of cool. I thought I was rocking one to myself. You know, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what those pins are made out of, but they're they're sparkly and they're cool. And I don't know what those shirts are made out of, but they just look incredibly uncomfortable. Like I have no idea what that material is, but it just looks stiff and like heavy. They look itchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit on the itchy side. I'm bet, um, you, I bet it's wool. Yeah, but but at this point, uh, an alarm sounds and it indicates that they're actually on a collision a collision course with the object that they're tracing and that they're traveling at light speed so one of the crew members suggests that they should take evasive maneuvers and for some reason the captain is just like nah it's that's not a big deal like why would you move out of this way that's coming at us at light speed like i it's a little ridiculous but anyway uh they discover that the object is actually a radio wave uh, and it's an old style distress signal so they listen to the signal and discover that it's from a ship that was in trouble that was forced to make a landing and it's being broadcast from the talos star group which has no Earth colonies, and there's no ship that far out except for a survey expedition ship called the SS Columbia that had disappeared in that region about 18 years ago. So that's a pretty old signal. So uh, Talos Group has never been explored. Um, They said it has a solar system similar to Earth, and it's got 11 planets. There's a Class M planet with an oxygen atmosphere, which is really convenient. Like, I guess if you're going to crash anywhere, you you want something that's Earth-like. Um, the captain does not want to risk helping the crash ship if there's no proof of survivors because he wants to continue on to the Vega colony to take care of his own sick and injured. But they didn't say why they had sick and injured at this point. And it's kind of like, well, you know, do they have a fight? Like, are, is there like a plague on their ship? Like, what's, what's kind of going on here? Which I had to agree with him on his inception or his notion of wanting to get home to treat the, you know, the sick and the hurt. Yeah, at this point, he seems like a pretty solid dude, except for I'm kind of torn, actually. We're only a few minutes in, and at one point, he's like, you know, I really want to take care of my sick and way injured on the ship. And then, you know, at the other point, he's like, well, let's just go light speed and ram into this potential object that we're headed towards. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of torn got photon on. shields, probably. It's all good. Yeah. yeah, can that thing... Okay, so their shield technology, do you think it could stand up to a meteor at light speed? Because I'm going to say probably not. I mean, the, the pre-start, the, the original Enterprise, probably not. Like, I don't think it's going to have that much effect, but I don't know. Maybe they could have shot it with a, a proton blast or something. I'm not sure. I yeah, I yeah, I don't know. Uh, but at this point, the captain leaves the bridge. And I have a note here. It's something that's really weird. Because there are two people that walk by him in just like the most casual outfits that you're going to find on what is a military ship like what uh, the guys wearing shorts outfit? yeah well the guys like wearing shorts and short sleeves and the girls wearing short sleeve shirt and a skirt and they're both wearing sandals and i'm like is there a beach on the enterprise somewhere oh my god i didn't notice that oh my god you're right and oh. they're headed like towards the bridge like okay maybe you know there were some scenes we didn't see that you know he went around a few corners but like where why are these people just walking around in the most casual of clothes on a military ship Oh don't, my God! Don't they have the hollow deck? I yeah. I don't know. See, I've heard of that, but I don't know if that comes into play in this series. Mm, 
That's that's interesting. I never would have noticed it, that. It was just so jarring because there's no explanation for it, for it. They go for like this, you know, military setting where everybody's super serious. And then the next thing you know, you've got this couple just kind of walking by in sandals. Well, if you pay attention, though, when he goes to the he goes to he leaves the deck, he turns around like he's in an elevator. Yeah. So, so and if then you that, think about it, he's the elevator and comes out. Then maybe when he comes out the elevator, he's walking through a room. So maybe there's kind of. Yeah, like, did the elevator take him past, like, the beach deck? Did they just have a whole deck? <laughs> it's just, like, sand, and there's some water on there, like a pool or something? And he goes to the captain quarters when he's coming out, too, so maybe he yeah. he goes down, goes to a room, goes to the quarters area, and that's where people are casually dressed. I'm not sure. but Yeah, the other thing that I thought was really weird was when he got in that elevator, did you see the guy that's kind of guarding it, like that kid that looks like he could stop absolutely no one from getting on that elevator if they wanted, took this really, really weird step off to the side after the elevator closed, like somebody off the side of the screen was like, hey, you, you need to get out of that shot. <laughs> like, it, was, it was just so weird, like such oh an unnatural God. step. Um, so anyway, yeah, so the captain, still not introduced, uh, goes to his uh, his room and calls a ship's doctor to uh, just to come. He doesn't even tell him why. He's just like, yeah, you know, hey, can you come to my room real quick? And the dude's like, yeah, sure, no problem. So the doctor gets there and he's got his medical bag and he just starts making them a, an alcoholic drink, which, I mean, I've never had that with a doctor, but sometimes I feel like I'd be okay with it. So, hey, they, they've come a long way in medicine in the 23rd century. Yeah, like they just prescribe booze at that point. They're like, and we found out, you know, everything actually runs on booze. So, uh, but I think it's more about the, the, I think it's more about the dynamic of their friendship, though, more than it's about yeah. what he's doing. Yeah, because yeah. it looks like he's about to come in there and be a doctor, but he's like, oh, I'm making us drink. Like, oh, we chilling? Like, oh, we hanging out together? Because I feel like when he when he's when he came to ask the doctor, I thought, oh, is it a serious thing? But now it's not making us drink. Let's sit and chat, have a conversation. You know, right? Yeah, doctor patient uh, confidentiality they have. So you know, so it's like. And I'm kind of thinking the same thing because, like, he goes in and immediately calls the captain Chris. Like, he doesn't address him, you know, like <laughs> Captain I whatever. That immediately, he, he called him Chris, and, I, and, I, and my brain went, "Oh, I thought uh, Captain Kirk was the first thing was James." And that's when my brain started wrapping around what was going on. At that yeah. moment, he said Chris, and it kind yep. of threw me off a little. So they they kind of have this discussion, and uh, Captain Chris uh, discusses that they just left a fight on Rigel Seven, so that explains why they have uh, sick and injured. And that actually got me thinking about what they were doing on Rigel Seven that made them fight, because I thought they were just kind of like an exploration group. So like, what are they doing, going to other planets and just getting into like brawls? Like, are they? I thought they were just supposed to be kind of like meeting people and just being like, hey, you know, we're we're out here doing stuff and not just like getting into battles. But they don't talk about that at all. I think more and more, though, as, as uh, I think about my head, I think more and more it's about discovery than more is about war. I'm assuming they got pulled into war or something. You kind of see what's going on. But I think the, the cool part about the whole scene in general, not to get too deep, is the fact that like you never see a captain very rarely like at the end of his wits like, yo, I'm over this. Like, I'm done. I want to I've been I'm over it. The responsibility of it all. You see him talking about it. You know? Right. And, yeah. And, and that's the, and then talk to that. Like, oh, I'm, I'm over it. Like I'm over this. I'm, I, I need to get out of here. You know, I think that's really cool in general to be like, to have that sound interesting, you know, the thoughts process that somebody has been through war and stuff like that. And, and they just had enough. Like I, I'm at the, like, I'm over it. It's, it's hard. stressful. I'm going through, you know, I'm, I'm going to go live the simple life. Yeah. He, he kind of starts to go through the fact that, you know, he's tired of being in charge and making the important decisions about, you know, who lives and who dies. And, and then he, he decides that, or he's talking about, you know, he might actually be resigning 
And when he starts talking about that, he he goes into detail about his his life from before being a captain, um, you know, about where he lived and having horses and all that. And then he he talks about, well, you know, maybe I'll I'll go be a a trader on Orion. And then the doctor makes a really weird remark. And I don't know if it's just his delivery of this line, but he's like, says something to the effect of like, oh, you know, you a trader on Orion dealing in green animal women slaves? Like, is that green animal women slaves is it green <laughs> animal co- green animals comma women comma slaves or is it literally like the animals are green and women and slaves is that <laughs> how he phrased it yeah he's like yeah, yeah you dealing in green animal women slaves like uh I, I guess so so at this point uh captain chris starts to make remarks like oh yeah you know you're, you're starting to talk like a, a doctor instead of a, a bartender which leads to actually a fairly decent line in which the uh the doctor says well you know we both get the same two types of customers the living and the dying which is actually a, a pretty well-written line i thought that wasn't terrible uh-huh. um but then at this point uh spock pops up on the, the screen and we know it's spock because he says he's spock and that's the second time we've heard anybody's name but there's been a lot of dialogue so far uh, <laughs> so he pops up and he's like oh you know hey we found that there are survivors on talos so they get back to the bridge uh the crew explains that they have intercepted a message stating that there are 11 survivors on the planet and that the planet has water and oxygen and has obtainable food so again like not worst case scenario you know like they didn't land on you know the xenomorph planet or something so that's cool mm-hmm. I-, I do love how it's a fact though yeah yeah, dude, that, yeah. That's like what I was about to say. Oh god i swear i, I stopped to say that dude. that little fax paper that came out and it was a little uh, paper sheet I was like, yo, this is so, like, I laugh so hard because yeah. I love the design of the props in this show. Everything up. I love It's so corny. It is amazing. Everything, yeah, it's, it's corny so good. weird because, like, it's trying to be, like, super futuristic but still obviously, you know, stuck in the technologies of Time. the 60s. Yeah, which, was, just, was, t- was faxing a thing in the 60s? I, or did I they, think it's a printer. Did they I predict it? I, know, I, think, I think they sent it out and they just printed out stuff. Technically, it's a fax. But I think it's more yeah. like a pr- they printed something. And I, I just found it, I found it very, very, like, when it happened, I thought, yo, that is so corny and funny. That is so yeah. Funny. And the dude's like, oh, you know, you know, this is the message. And then it cuts off there. Like, nah, you guys just ran out of ink or something. Or you didn't want to wait yeah. for that, like, 56K connection to finish, you know, <laughs> yep. intercepting that system. <laughs> um, but that is enough for Captain Chris to decide that they were going to go to the Talos system and see what they could do. At which point we got a really weird, like, star overlay effect of them just kind of standing around and like shots of the ship and there's like this really weird just overlay effect on the screen that i thought didn't fit at all and you don't see anything I, I like that down. the rest of the episode yeah, like nobody move or the ship will crash in <sighs> hyperspeed i wrote that down that would affect because i thought i i know what it is actually so at the it's part of the time it's the time error thing at the at that part of the time they tried to uh make things uh feel a little like sci-fi and weird and dreamy and I, and I assumed that when it did that at the time, they thought that that gave the effect of a, a light jump or light speed or a transporter speed. Yeah, that's what like, I, thought I get that that's what they were going for. It was just I just thought it was a really weird effect that didn't fit. Like it, it didn't fit anything uh, they yep. had done to that point. Because like if you take a look at the Enterprise on the inside, like it looks pretty legit. Uh, none of yeah. those buttons or switches or, you know, any of the lights or anything are labeled. So I don't know how they know what they're doing. They must have some extensive training. And actually, yeah. when I played Star Trek Bridge Crew, we could play on that Enterprise and it was just, it was so confusing. Like, nothing was labeled, and I don't know how the hell they did it, and I don't know how the hell we survived. 
So so after we get through and they, and they warp there, um, the captain's new yeoman is, I guess, introduced, but they don't actually give her a name. She comes in to tell him about, uh, I think it was like a report or something, and he just immediately is an absolute dick to her. Like, just an absolute asshole. And he's yeah. like, oh, you know, I thought, oh, you know, only uh, interrupt me when uh, you're, it's time for my reports. And she's like, well, you know, it is time for your reports. It's like five o'clock or whatever. And he doesn't apologize or anything. He's just like, oh, all right. Like, just what an absolute ass. You can kind of see she has a thing for him by looking at him. Like, she looked at him like he's like, you know, you kind of see that. But yeah. it's like, yo, you kind of. Well, maybe that's that. why she likes him. That could be. She might be into that kind of thing. Uh, so she leaves. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I just can't get used to the idea of a woman being on the bridge. But he says that to a woman who shoots him, like, a pretty dirty look. Dude, 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 it's like it's like a situation nowadays, bro. You cannot go there, bro. You know, like, he, like you didn't think think about your surroundings? Like, come on. Yeah, exactly, oh, you're, you're, yeah. Oh, you're, but, but you're different. Like, oh, you know, I, 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 I know we don't talk to guys like that, but but you're different. I don't like guys like that, but I like you. Like, but I'm one of those guys, though. Like, yeah, but you're different. Yeah. Like, like, you're you my number one. You don't anymore. count. And, yeah, and, and that's, yeah, you that's the count. other thing, yeah. too, is, okay, so after this whole thing, um, you know, they talk about how they got a reflection from the planet's surface, and then they would uh, send down a landing party of six, and then he tells her, he's like, oh, you know, sorry, number one, you know, we gotta go, but you're in charge. And, like, is she the number one, or is her name number one? Like, is he number zero? Mm. Well, I, 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 I think she's number one. No, no, because uh, if I remember right, from the next generation, uh, Captain Picard calls his number, his number, uh, William Cracker is number two, number one, calls him number one. So, so I think it's I think it's a thing they call their second in command. They call them like number one behind, and it's weird. So they decide that they're going to send down a landing party of uh, six people. So they teleport down to the planet's surface, which actually I really liked the effect there. Like I expected something way more cheesy and like you know just just kind of janky for the '60s, but it was actually a pretty solid teleport effect. I wrote down teleport scene sounds weird. I, I don't know how, what what it was about the sound. But I thought it just sounded weird. It sounds weird, I think, but I like the visual effect. Mm. Um, yeah, so they go down to the planet, and it's a rocky planet. It's got some plants everywhere. And they also, for some reason, decided to put on their glitter jackets. Like, it, they're just wearing, like, glittery jackets, and I don't understand why. Did you guys notice something? After they teleported, Spock is limping. Oh, is he? I, I didn't see that. that. You don't notice that? Uh-uh. Yeah. So so when um they, they land, he starts walking, whatever. He's walking with a limp. And I looked twice, and I thought, yo, like, did he get hurt? And I thought, oh, maybe he got hurt on set or off set or something. If you notice, right when he, he lets the teleport, you see him walking. He's walking, like, with a limp. Huh. Like, he, he does some limping. I thought, oh, maybe they he got hurt off set or something, and, and he messed up his ankle. Right. You can see it for, like, a, a speck of a second. I was like, oh. I noticed immediately. Maybe the teleporter didn't put one of his bones back in the correct place. <laughs> and so he's just stuck like that until you got yeah. a chance it again. Like, it's a small chance that it'll happen, but, you know, he's unlucky. Yeah, he's literally, he's literally walking, like, with a uh, Maybe he just walks funny. I don't know. He's walking with a limp. Yeah, I didn't notice that at all. I'm going to have to go back and look at that. Yeah. Um, so, so they get to this rocky planet with the plants kind of everywhere, and then they see this really weird, like, blue, really thin 
plant with like purple uh i don't even know what you would call it stems i guess with blue leaves Grown it's out making of a like a, a, yeah and it's making some weird music mm. like they go up and they they touch it and it stops vibrating and it stops making that music and i can't help but think that that would be an absolute nightmare to live anywhere where there's like more than one like one of those would be bad enough but can you imagine having like six of those in your garden when you're trying to sleep on a windy night <laughs> It's just like a whole orchestra of like just toddlers playing instruments out there just all night. <laughs> they find the survivors camp and it's inhabited by just a bunch of old dudes. At which point uh, the captain formally introduces himself as Christopher Pike. So now we have Captain Pike. So we can actually put a last name to him. Um, yeah. uh, but it's not just old men there. There is one young woman named Vina. And she's, I don't like, obviously doesn't fit in. Like, there's obviously something just kind of off about her from the beginning. And, like, the way that she talks, and the scientists are just kind of like, oh, you know, don't mind her. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of raised her. You know, she's been around scientists. So she's going to, you know, she's going to sound talk weird. Yeah, she's going to sound like super smart and all that. But, like, how old would she have been? Because she's definitely older than 18. Like, she looks like she's maybe in her 30s. And I feel like she would have known how to talk before they crashed. Well, no, no. If it says she was born at when they crashed. Yeah, but she doesn't. There's no way. Because they've only been there for like 18 years. So we have to use our imagination. Okay. Toby Maguire played Spider-Man when he was like 30. Okay. Okay. So like, so you got to, you got to suspend your, suspend your aged eye. It's just a really good actress who happens to. They end up choosing. Yeah, but I, I, I don't still know. feel like they could well, have gone. You could also look at it. She's had, had a hard life since she's lived on this barren okay, that's planet fair. with yeah, a bunch of old fair. men. Yeah. I, but I think if they're going to pass her off as young, they could have swapped the place of the yeoman because she was definitely way younger. Maybe not way younger, but, but looked also younger. Though, also, though, if you think about it, it's like uh, a generational thing for actress, actresses back then. Like, her style is it seems older maybe she actually is younger but she just looks older yeah that could be too you know, cuz the, the hairstyle back then the way they did makeup everything made people have this like 1960 50 glamour about them and then glamour made them look older so i'm not sure how old she is i never even i didn't research it or nothing to look up but i just yeah that's one of those things I that i, I kind of struggle with with this uh, pilot so far is that I tend to forget that it was filmed in the 60s until something happens that i go oh shit that's the 60s Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I, I guess I'm with you on that one. The one reason I noticed this old school is because uh, the main actor, the, the guy I don't know who it was for a minute, uh, his voice is one of those old school voices. Like it's deep. It's it's one of those strong voices. Yeah. So every time he speaks, I'm like, it reminds me. Oh yeah, okay, this is an old school movie. By the way, he talks. He has that whatever they they looked for back then. The Clint Eastwood, the Charleston Heston, all those guys had the real nice, those strong voices. That's what he had. Okay. So that's what I. Every time I hear his voice, I always think about, okay, so it's an older school movie. Right. Um, so at this point, my notes get to be a little more shorthand, so I'm just going to have to kind of fill in things from, you know, memory, and you guys are going to have to help yeah. me out here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have actually, my note here says, weird brain dudes watching them from a screen. So the weird brain dudes, <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess they're called Telosians because they're in the Talos system. Yes. But yeah, they, you know, mm-hmm. and you can tell right away looking at them, they have that classic, like, we obviously have telepathy look to them. Yep, yep. They had old school. They had to make make their heads too big, yeah. cone head style, huge heads. And, yeah. Yep. Which I feel like 
is okay if you're evolving to the point where you can use telepathy and all of that why wouldn't your body have evolved to the point of protecting that important brain a little more than that like that aspect devolved like they're like oh yeah you know we can use our minds to you know trick people or you know do whatever but then also it looks like if you poked them with a stick you could probably severely cripple them because those those big brains are just (laughs) unprotected as hell it's one of them old school um things back in the day where they didn't think logically or think yeah. about the aspect of it it's like oh they're smart give them big brain big brains yeah make, make the heads big give them the smarter um you know like okay so at this point uh vina's acting kind of like a creeper and tells pike that she wants to show him her secret or their secret which i don't i don't know mm. but she leads him away from the camp um and leads him to something she's like oh yeah you know you, you see this thing right here and he's just kind of like no no i don't um, and then the survivors and Vina all just disappear. I mean, that's kind of naive captain following the woman. I mean, you know, hey, hey, baby, what's up? Would you come over here real quick? I got something to show you. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm so naive. I know I'm a captain of a starship. Yeah. I'll go over here by myself with a, with an alien lady I just met less than five minutes ago. They go over here around the, around the rock. In this corner. Yeah. I guess. It, oh, yeah. Well, she gave I'm off that impression right. that she wanted him bad right off the bat. She's like. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. yeah it's still weird it's still you weird can tell especially she the thirsty. way she was talking yeah <laughs> she's like look it's yeah. been nothing but old dudes out here this whole time <laughs> she's like yeah i'm trying to give me some action get over here baby i show my secret around the corner um so once everybody uh disappears the telosians uh just kind of pop up and just start shocking the hell out of captain pike and render him i don't know if he was unconscious i think he was unconscious yeah and they put him in their secret rock elevator which I mean, that's pretty cool. They got like a, a elevator hidden in the rocks there. Um, so at that point, uh, the crew members somehow, you know, after they find out, oh my God, these guys are all disappearing. We should probably go find our captain because he went off with a strange chick. Uh, they go to where he was and they see him going down to the elevator as it closes and they start shooting at it and they shoot at it a lot, like a whole <laughs> lot, like a ridiculous amount. I, I want to say they spent like 30 seconds shooting at this thing and just doing absolutely nothing with it. Yeah, one dude's beam just kept going and going and going. He didn't cut it off at all. Yeah, he just kept going. yeah it's like the, they brought, they do it it's the only idea they had. They're just like, well, you know, what do we do? Shooting's not working. And somebody in the back's just like, keep shooting. And they just keep shooting. So I don't know. Uh, but anyway, Spock calls the ship uh, and lets the rest of the Enterprise know that it was a trap. And he's got a cool little communicator thing there. Like, I think all of their props uh, dude, so far I'm have been pretty that, cool. The, the flip phone. The flip phone. Man, yeah. The, yo, what's up, fam? Yeah, do they totally call that yeah, flip like phone? It. Yep. Flipphone definitely think about it, it's maybe a lot uh, way early, so yeah, it definitely is, we have it today. Flipphone, yeah, except theirs has like a, a really weird like cheese grater on top of it for some reason. Which, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's like a multi tool like flip phone cheese grater because you know, sometimes you have to <laughs> when you have to make a phone call, but you also have to grate cheese. Oh, yeah, it, it so comes up a lot, cheese on it. yeah, it comes up a lot. Uh, so Captain Pike wakes up in a cell. And he's kind of looking around and he sees, I don't know what this is. It's like a weird pig ape man. Like, it's like an ape man with weird tusks and a snout. And then there's also just like some big humanoid bird thing. Which, you know, for the time, I don't think they they looked too bad. It obviously, it's like dude in suit. But I mean, they didn't look mm. terrible. Um, I, I noticed something when he was uh, when he first uh, came up and looked at the glass. I, I think the glass wasn't that high above his head. Really? Like it was like a, yeah. I I, th- I thought I noticed the, the line of the glass wasn't that high, and they it just it, it aged weird because it had been remastered. I could I could see the top of the glass, 
Like it, it was like in a line. You could, but you couldn't really see it unless you paid attention. Yeah, and that's the other thing we should probably note is that we are watching the remastered edition on uh, Amazon Video. So I don't know how. It, obviously, like I said, I had seen the first four episodes a while ago, and I don't remember any of them. Um, but they didn't look as good as this. I think I was just watching like a regular edition that Netflix had, and it's not on Netflix anymore. So I'm I'm curious to see kind of what stuff like that you can spot because I didn't notice that at all, and I wonder if that is something that was brought out in the remastered edition. I'm not sure. Um, but so it looks like uh, Captain Pike is in like some kind of zoo with just like two other animals, animal things, but possibly some other things. Um, and then the uh, Telosians show up and they just kind of look at him like like he's dumb. And they start communicating through each other telepathically, which we all saw coming. Like, come on, with big brains like that, they're obviously, yeah. you know, they're not going to be like, you know, super strong or something. That would not make any sense. Um, so then they start, you know, communicating with each other. And <laughs> you can see their brains like move, moving in and out. Like, mm-hmm. like kind of like pumping like they're just i don't it's really weird it's a weird effect because you would think that would be a more solid mass and not just like a bunch of air pockets in there well you would think it'd be painful oh yeah like yeah what the hell would that feel like like you know how sometimes you kind of you you can feel like your pulse in like your eye or or something like that like i wonder if that feels like that on the back of their head he's like man i got one hell of a headache right now yeah and it's just Oh man, you would always be able to tell if somebody was lying. Like, oh bro, we're we're gonna go like for some pizza afterwards. You want to go? It's like, no, I, I got a really bad headache, and they're just looking at him because his brain's not pulsing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they they tell Pike that they wanted to do some experiments on him, and you know, obviously they're super vague and on that. Um, so back at the uh, ship, the crew is talking about the illusions that they saw at the camp, and they're like, oh, you know, we should try to get a big gun and blast that door because obviously all the little guns didn't work and we really don't have any other idea what to do chris was obviously the big brain on the ship because they're just like oh you we blasted it once and maybe we could try blasting it again just with a bigger laser I'm like all right whatever that that might work my, my issue with that whole scene is they figured out that mind illusion thing way too fast yeah, immediately Dude, immediately i thought like it just Yo, it takes a minute to what happened, what's going on. Let's figure it out. Well, the, you know, the they, doctor was down there when it happened, and he and even early he said like, "All oh, these people are in really good health, and they shouldn't be." Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't have made the but, leap. But to... I mean, they they figured out the um, how they they figured out like the uh, like the idea behind it, or what's going on, or how they should counter it, yeah. understand the danger of it. Like they figured out way too long. Listen, right now, if somebody could be, got me with the mind of illusion. That I wouldn't even get there that far yet. Right. That would be like the last thing I would even get to. I wouldn't be able to get to as far as they got that quick. I mean, they're smart people, whatever. Yeah. Well, I, I, I wonder if that's like one of those things where, you know, they, they didn't explain anything going into this pilot. And it's one of those things that's like, damn it, you know, it's telepathic people again. Like, we just we just saw this three times last week. I'm just wondering, yeah, if they've encountered it before. I, I would be a lot more wary. Yeah, they they don't seem surprised by it. No. Well, that's my issue. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, no single problem, and they figured it out way too fast. Like, if Spock figured it out that fast, I would have I let it go. Yeah. I'd have been, okay, Spock is smart, a genius, he probably figured it out. But the way the, doc, uh, the doctor used this, like, he figured it out so fast, I thought, man, this is just, yeah. it was just a little too fast for me to figure out. Like, I, I feel like it should have been, like, this would have been better, like, almost as a movie or, like, something a little bit longer, because they, they try to condense so much information in that little five-minute 
realm. I couldn't wrap my head around learning and figuring it out that fast. Yeah, it's definitely a, a kind of a symptom of having to fit all of that stuff into like a 50 minute time slot, which is crazy that these episodes yeah. are 50 minutes because you can't do like a 50 minute show now without 45 minutes worth of commercials. So like the fact that they did manage to put yeah. all that in there, like you, you can't do that now. This would have been, you know, three episodes long in today and we still wouldn't know yeah. anything. We'd still be yelling at the yeoman. You know, the part of that scene that bothered me is how they left the room when they were all done. It was just really awkward. Yeah. Oh, I never even, I have noticed that. Yeah, yeah. No, he's, yeah. Um, so they decided they're going to try to blast through the elevator door. And then we go back to the planet where the Telosians are reading Pike's memories. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, it seems like you you know, suffered a big defeat or a big loss recently and just kind of going through his whole mind. And then they start to give him um, illusions of the things that happened on Rigel 7. And when he gets there, uh, Vina is there already. And, you know, she's like, oh, you know, you got to hide, blah, blah, blah. And immediately he's like, hey, th- this isn't real. Like, I, I I was just in a, you know, like a cell somewhere. So I know that this isn't really happening. And also yeah, I know that, they didn't that make you weren't here. It. Yeah. He's like, I, I know that you weren't here, and I also know that you're, you know, the the chick I was just talking to, like a little bit ago. So he's just he's just not having it at all. Like he's not he's definitely not an idiot. We can give him that. Like he likes his crew. He's kind of a dick. He's not an idiot, and that seems so far that that's just Captain Pike. I, I made the note. I made the notes. Uh, the captain is very smart. Yeah, and I like and I like how he talks out loud. Yeah, it annoys me, but like how he talks out loud, explains the way he, the way he, his brain's working. So like, oh, this ain't real. I know this. I know that. Yeah, like he's giving all the information to to the aliens, and it seems they'll get all the information to us, so we know. Oh, okay, he's not a dumb captain. He's a captain because he's really smart, even though he's tough. He's smart, so he's able to figure things out. Right. Agreed. Also a dick to his yeoman. Um, <laughs> that's, so, hey, that's why the other one quit. The other one died on Rachel Seven. <laughs> you know, quitting, dying. You know, same thing. <laughs> Uh, so in his little uh, illusion here you you get this like roaring soldier guy wearing fur armor and he's carrying like an axe and a shield and this is what they fought on Rigel 7 and I'm like they they have a spaceship like how did they suffer losses against these like they're they're fighting a medieval (laughs) army with space weapons like they should have just they should have been absolutely fine unless it was something where they got absolutely ambushed like you can still get teleported out of that well, the guy looks like a redneck barbarian. Yeah, yeah. How, how did you lose to people that have futuristic weapons? Yeah, they're living in like stone castles, and you know, you're coming from a spaceship with giant lasers, and you just absolutely got destroyed. Like to the point where the captain's like, "Well, you know, maybe I should retire." Like, I I don't know how they lost that, but anyway, uh, Vina wants him to do the same thing that he did in the Rigel Seven battle, which is presumably just like kick some ass. And apparently that battle was also two weeks prior, so it's still pretty fresh in his mind. But he's just like, nah, you know what? This isn't real. I'm I'm not gonna do that. And she seems pretty uh, unhappy. And honestly, like, why should he? He's it's all illusion. He doesn't give a shit. So he, since he he's like, oh man, this thing isn't real. The soldier starts to uh, attack Vina, and then that's when Captain Pike is just like, okay, yeah, maybe I should fight this thing because even if it's not real, you know, maybe it still hurts. Who knows? So he finds like finds like this little mace or club and just starts fighting the dude. And they have, they have the fight I expected them to fight for a show that was shot in the '60s. Like, I don't know if choreograph or choreography was a thing back then, 
But it was just kind of like, hey, I'm, I'm going to hit your shield, and then you hit my shield, and then you just kind of like lightly tap me a little bit, and I'll pretend that it hurts. It was a lot of very slow, strong movement instead of yeah. quick, fast. Like, like they, they telegraphed everything. So everything, yeah, it was like really slow and powerful more than it was quick and yeah. agile nowadays. I mean, I still, I still appreciate the old school fighting styles. I'm, I'm an old school guy, but I just, it was a lot of. It's, it's yeah, it wasn't strength. really bad. More about strength. it's just, it's different. You know, choreography has come a very long way, and you know, with stunt people and things, and that, that was obviously, you know, not a stunt, Christopher Pike. Because why would you need it to be for that? So yeah. he knocks the soldier guy down, and then he gets like this pole arm from somewhere, and the uh, I don't even know what a person from Rigel Seven is called, but he just like eh, and just kind of chops the end of that pole arm, and then uh, Captain Pike starts throwing some stuff, and then he gets thrown off of some kind of ledge, like that seemed to be a fairly high ledge, mm-hmm. and uh, that that's gonna cause some bad. Yeah, he did a soft landing. It's kind of soft yeah. landing, like oh. So then the the monster dude or you know, the Rigel guy grabs Vina, and that's when Pike is just like, "Hey, I have this short sword dagger. I don't, I'm not 100 percent what that was. It was like it was way too short to be a sword and way too long to be a dagger. But well, he it does kind of look like an uh, Arabian sword. Yeah, I, I didn't really. It, it. I know one thing is that it did not look real. I know that much. So. Uh, so yeah, he throws this this dagger thing and hits the the guy in the back, which I guess is a could be a pretty fatal hit depending on you know what their anatomy is. And then the dude's like, well, you know, screw this, I'm gonna jump down this this big drop and I'm gonna get you. And Pike just grabs this like spear tip and just impales the dude on it. So he just like lands right on it. So that guy's he's done for. And then that's the end of the illusion. And they're back in the cage, Vina and Pike. And then he starts questioning whether or not she's real, which actually is pretty solid because that that's like a pretty logical place to go, I guess. Like if nothing else that you've done so far has has been real, then why would she be? Yeah, yeah, exactly. One thing I want to say about her is every time I saw her on screen, I thought she was extremely attractive, and I couldn't take my mind uh, eyes off her, my eyes off her eyes. <laughs> yeah, didn't she have like blue? Did she have like, blue every eyes? Time, every time she's on screen, yeah. yeah, yeah, she had the bluest eyes. I couldn't stop staring at her. I'm like. Yeah, I, I understood you, uh, Captain. I got it. Like, I can't stop looking at her either. I mean, I hey, that Pike's a, a, a like, pretty handsome man, too. He had some pretty nice eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, where, uh, Pike wonders if the brain people are uh, watching him and if they feel everything that he feels, which is a, a really weird leap for him to take at that point. Like, he's like, oh, you know, are they kind of living vicariously <laughs> through me? Which, uh, he's he's making some strides here in a very short amount of time. So at this point, Vina's like, well, I don't know anything about that, but why don't I just try to seduce you? And then again, he's just like, nah, I, I'm, I'm not having any of that. Like he's just I'm more not interested in the aliens. Yeah. He's just not falling for anything. He has no interest in her or this situation. He's really just kind of over it. He's like, you know, I know everything about you guys. It's an illusion. You feel through me. I'm not going to have sex with you. I just kind of want to go home. I think it's a good idea. I saw her. I'd have been like, okay, so I can get you to look how right. I want. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, exactly. Real quick. And I'll get the aliens after I get done. Um, yeah, she, yeah, she's like, you know, I can I can be anything that you want me to be. Like, I can look any way that you want me to look. I'm like, I mean, okay. Like, is this, am I really in that bad of a situation that I'm going to say no? Like, possibly not. I was thinking about retiring anyway. So, you know, what, what better way? 
Like, I, I might as well be a caged animal for the rest of my life. Yeah, but I mean, if you have everything, you know, if they're willing to provide you with, like, illusions of basically anything and everything you could possibly want, is it really that bad? Like, exactly. over time, I think I feel like I'd forget. Yeah, they're literally going to make it ex- exactly all illusions that you can have, the good life you have. Like, I know this ain't real, but... Uh, yeah, it's, it's that whole thing from The Matrix where, you know the dude's eating the steak and he's like oh you know i only know this tastes like steak because my brain's telling me it's steak like te- tastes like steak but you know ignorance is bliss so yeah. um yeah. so then we go back to the crew and they have a big laser to blast the door and it's got a pretty cool effect um but dear god am i mm-hmm. glad i don't have epilepsy because dude those <laughs> flashes and colors would i i'd have been done for mm-hmm. like i feel like the streaming services should probably put some kind of warning up before that. Yeah, because that was a lot. Like, I'm sitting here, it's like 10 o'clock at night, I'm sitting in my computer room, and I've got the lights off, and I'm watching this, and then, like, I, my neighbors have to assume that I was shooting off the world's most quiet fireworks in here, just from the flashes of colors that would have been coming through those windows. Uh, this blast, it's been the blast, my issue is, why the hell didn't they have the laser on full power? At the beginning, she she says, "Hey, increase the power." I thought, "Why is it on one hundred percent power already? Yeah. Why are we increasing the power? Like the caps, the cap is in there, man. Like it's one hundred ten percent from rip. Like why are you? I, I didn't get why they said, the, said increase the power. I thought, wow, why is this on full blast already? Yeah, they took it. like the the Dragon Ball route where they're kind of like, oh, you know, I've only been giving it ten percent of my power. Like, no, yeah, you should you should probably start, yeah. you know, at maximum. Start it, yeah, yeah." Uh, but it doesn't work. It looks like nothing at all is happening due to them just repeatedly firing off this laser, this very colorful laser. Uh, so we go back to Vina and Pike, and she she wants him to think about something that he wants, like, you know, what is basically kind of like his fantasy that he wants, or like, you know, what does he really want to do? And then he's like, okay, well, you know, how about you give me some info? Like, let's let's kind of work together. You tell me things, and then you know I'll help you out. Um, so then the she Vina tells him that the Telosians cannot physically control him, but that they can still punish him in some way. Which you would think that you know if they could get into your mind, they would be able to maybe not control it, but at least influence you to do things. I don't know. I, I figure they could show you your worst nightmare or show like. I, I think the idea is for us and other things where they could like show us the person you love like dying or getting burned to death over and over again. They eventually yep. break down. Yeah, like I just imagine them showing you your worst nightmare over and over and over. And finally, you're like, okay, whatever you want, I'll do. She then kind of starts to tell the story of the Telosians and how they moved un- underground after thousands of centuries of uh, a war and it destroyed their planet. And then they used captives uh, kind of as a theater. And they do actually experience you know, the feelings that whatever, you know, being there, whoever's mind they're infiltrating and that they're trying to get their captives to reproduce so that they can repopulate the planet. And they want some humans because they think that they'd be some pretty cool slaves. Um, at, th- at this point, one of the Telosians comes in the room and makes Vina disappear. Like she's, she's just gone. Uh, so Pike finds some kind of like they do this weird like you know fade out fade in to indicate that time has passed so he finds some some food and he's talking to the solutions and he's like oh you know maybe i'll just uh won't eat this food like maybe i'll just starve myself and so then the telotion actually starts speaking physically and not just tele- uh, telepathically at this point 
Uh, so he's like, oh yeah, fine, I'll just, uh, I'll go ahead and punish you then. So he punishes Pike by making him uh, appear that he's surrounded by fire, and apparently he's in a lot of pain. So he, they can, even though they can't control him physically, they can influence how their brain uh, inputs signals that aren't there, I guess? Like, because that would be, you know, I thought they were just projecting images, but making somebody feel something that they don't feel would have to be some pretty high level manipulation i would think yeah it's pretty interesting yeah. so really then interesting. you know he's like oh you know i could i could do even more unpleasant stuff than that which i mean i i wouldn't be up for that so he's like well screw it then i guess i'll just go ahead and you know eat this or drink this liquid food and then he like lunges at the telosian and scares him so uh pike kind of you can see he kind of gets the wheels turning because you know he's kind of like oh you know you didn't see that one coming like you didn't read that so they do another illusion uh, where they put Pike and Vina in, I think it's where he grew up, or it's at his home, and he's with a, a horse named Tango, um, and he starts asking Vina more questions about the Telosians, and she is trying really, really hard not to talk about it, and then she kind of like drops this bomb, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. we're married, so he's... He gets this kind of like he's oh yeah you know you, they want us to love each other they want us to you know be together but he doesn't he can't he's not I don't know if he's sure why and he's super confused about that but he's also like kind of accepting but not really and then he confirms with Vina that they can't read his primitive emotions so stuff like rage and and anger and all that um that's why he managed to scare the Telosian dude. Uh, Vina confirms that Captain Pike was picked because that is her idea of a perfect man. Which, I mean, like I said, he's he's not terrible looking. Uh, he's, you know, he's pretty smart. He can be kind of a dick, but whatever. So at that point, they changed the illusion to... I don't even know what this is. Like, they're in some kind of Middle Eastern looking area during, like, some kind of party or something. And for some reason, Vina is green. Like well, she's, I, I feel like Captain Pike... With a she she Hulk fan, and that's why he's imagining her. <laughs> that could be, yeah. <laughs> no, this is it. Listen, that moment when the doctor mentioned the green animal, yeah, slave girls, whatever, right? He said that. This is the moment because they must have went to a planet in the past that had that had a green girls that were yeah. That, that I feel like there's a lot of context missing. So I'm assuming that so so yeah. So I'm assuming that they went to a planet like that before. That had all women that were green, that were all sex slaves or whatever. And so he's like, "Oh, would you want to live your life on a planet like that?" And then come come around, they're on this now. Now, now they're in a planet where he can live uh, all his fantasies. Yeah, I have that know. green animal slave girls. Well, so, they, like, he, he, said, even, uh, he even mentioned that they enjoy enjoy it. They, yeah, they enjoy it. Yeah, so they probably thought that. I, I assume that they're trying to give him like his freedom, like, "Oh, you can do whatever you want to." It's in this a really world. weird insight, in, like an, a weird and unnecessary like, oh, okay. insight into Captain Pike that he likes green women. I feel like that's something I don't need to know about him, and that it's not going to lend itself to anything in the future. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not that he knows. It's not about the green women. It's about the women that will let you do whatever you want to. It's about the illusion of not being any, not having any control. Or all control. Well, you can tell yeah. all the wheels were turning in his head yeah, when he was, was watching. It was her. a really weird scene, and like he's surrounded yeah. by, you know, some illusion versions of people from the the Enterprise, and they're just kind of hanging out and talking. And then he just at some point is just like, "All right, I'm kind of over this," and he gets up and just kind of leaves. 
and he finds a door out of the illusion. So, so like, so like the, the Telosians put this illusion, like this whole thing together, yeah. and then they give him just like a door that lets him out and right back into the cave, which is really weird. So uh, they go back to the Enterprise uh, crew, and they find that there's a generator for an underground city. So they're like, oh, yeah, you know, they're, they're, they obviously took that elevator that we already knew about, and there's a generator here that we are now never going to bring up again. So I don't know why they bothered with that. No idea. But, yeah. But at that point, the Telosians actually transport uh, two members of female crew to Pike in his cell. And one of them is the yeoman, and one of them is number one, who still at this point has no name. So she's just number one. So she starts... And he's unfazed by it. Yeah, he's he's just kind of like, oh, you know... This, but, I mean, I guess at this point, like, do you... Is anything going to phase you? Like, you've just been teleported to, like, three different worlds. Like, you're in a cell next to a pig ape man and a bird thing. Like, is... Well, I was wondering if he wasn't questioning if they're real or not, so he was just ignoring them. Yeah, he's just kind of like, well, you know, real or not, I don't I don't care because I'm Captain Pike. No, he accepted them He accepted them too fast for me. Like, he didn't, he didn't think they were illusions. He thought they were real. Not illusions immediately. Like, like he didn't really think like, oh, are they real? Like he didn't. He didn't answer the question. He immediately reached yeah. out her jacket. Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing is they came down with their weapons too. He got the, so so like, yeah. So like he didn't he didn't think oh they people aren't real. He thought okay they're real and they have weapons. I don't think he he didn't have that initial like okay are these people real or not conversation. Like he didn't have that at all. He just automatically assumed they were real. Well, I, I wonder if he did weapons. that because during really. the previous. Uh, scene when they were in uh, on the picnic with the horses, like, oh, I need a sugar cube. And like, oh, they saw to that. Yeah. So I wonder if he's like, oh, hey, my crew would have their guns on them. They would know that. This point of the episode kind of gives me the feeling, and I, I know that this is not the case because this is not how it works when you're filming movies or shows, but it feels like they started filming this thing from like beginning to end, and then they hit this point and they're kind of like, yeah, we don't we don't really know. We're just going to make it up as we go along, and we're just kind of ready to be done with it. Like, I know that's not the case, but that's kind of how it started to feel. For me, I took it differently. I took it as in like they, they showed all these different women throughout the episode, different types of women. They had the smart women, they had the attractive women, and then they had the... And then they had the alien woman, and they put him, and they put the the man in a room with all three. Yeah. And said, "Hey, choose. Do you want the smart? Do you want that? Or do you want this?" And I think that's kind of a. I assume that's what they were leading to the whole time. Once they got here, I thought, "Okay, yep." And right. So they get down there, and number one starts to talk to Vina about her age and how something doesn't really line up, you know, with the whole timeline of when they crash and how old she is. But she gets interrupted. And then Pike is just like, well, you know what? I'm just going to be really pissed off and in a rage all the time so that they can't read what I'm doing. And Vina's like, well, you know, how long you need to be able to keep that up? You know, a couple of minutes, a couple of hours, like whatever, which obviously they, they're not very familiar with me because I can keep that up for years. Um, but <laughs> then Pike, you know, he's, he's kind of getting, you know, obviously he's trying to be mad so they can't read his, his thoughts. And he's asking the Telosians, he's like, well, you know, is, is your blood red like ours? Because I'm going to find out, which is like, The rawest thing dude. you could ever say, bro. That's the rawest thing you could ever say about, like, your blood red? Oh, we're going to find out right now, like. Like, okay, believe? like, yeah, I, I get that you're mad and, you know, you're, you're like being held captive and all this, but I mean, they haven't really done anything that terrible to you to this point. Like, geez. That's like Batman Superman is like, do you believe you will? Like, I was like, oh, my God. like, it's one of those lines that he said, like, it's just one of the lines he said. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, he sees it. So this is the point when the Telosians are like, okay, yeah, you know, we brought you these two to give you some choices. And they're like, oh, you know, number one over here, well, she fantasizes about you, Pike. 
and she's just kind of like, uh, and then they talk about the, the young men. They're like, well, you know, she has a strong sex drive because she's young, which I mean, I don't, I don't know. He's, Makes he, sense. Yeah, he doesn't care about either one of them. He's just like, no, nah, you know, I'm, I'm not doing this right now. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I think he sees through the psychological games that they're trying to play with them. Yeah, and the whole time he's just been kind of uninterested and just like anything. He's like, nah, you know, I'm not buying that. But I mean, I, honestly, in that situation, I'm picking the yeoman. So that's just that's where <laughs> I'm on that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I'm, I'm picking Vina. I picked Vina a long time ago, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough choice, but I think I'm, I'm, I was, I'm with you, the Yemen character. But but here's the thing, though: does it really matter if they can be turned into anything you want them to? Exactly, because I, I can make it a Yemen. Well, what are you talking about? I, I get it, I get the best of everything. Why can't he have all of them? Why is that not uh, a problem? Because uh, Vina could be all of them anytime she wants to be. Like, hey, baby, I want you to be uh, number one today. All right, baby. That's true, want? but uh, he can literally have three of them. <laughs> but to the same point. Uh, is she is he whatever she wants him to be but like he just doesn't know it like does he could he look different to her and he just doesn't know it oh that's a very smart oh that's a good question i, I guess i guess that they could change him too if they wanted to yeah because like i guess we're just looking at you know strictly from the male perspective like oh you know we can make her whatever we want like i feel like there's got to be something in it for her too right i think she thought i think way earlier she mentioned that uh she thought they they looked at him and thought he was a perfect man for her so she's already right. she's already decided that he's perfectly the way she wants him to look. Yeah, she's just like, all right, I'm yeah, cool with he, this. He, he never brought it up at all. You know, he never even mentioned it well, at all. Well, that would have been the first man she'd ever saw, though, right? Well, no, uh... they, 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 no they all saw each other, remember? They, they, they all, all the guys came in there at the same time, and they, and they and she immediately focused on Captain. Yeah. Because she had all the... And had, plus, plus she was with the old scientist dudes, which, I mean, yeah. you know, there's, you know, maybe that's not her thing, but... I guess if the Talosians can make one of them look any way she wants, like, does that matter? Actually, That's why true. why did they just pick Pike if they could just do that? Well, remember, um, oh, yeah, you're right. I don't know. That's a good point. Uh, so anyway, back on the Enterprise, uh, Spock is taking the place of the captain right now and he's just like you know what we're 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 done with this we're not screwing around with this anymore for the safety of the crew i actually really we're gonna like get out that of here. like fuck it we're leaving yeah <laughs> it's just like screw these guys screw captain pike you know the yeoman number one i don't care we're just out of here so they go to try to leave and the Talosians have actually disabled the ship so they it turns out they're not actually going anywhere it, these poor guys like every time they they cut to them they're they're there for like two minutes and they make a a you normally play reasonable decision and it just doesn't work out like they they just have no luck uh so back on the planet um pike and everybody else is down there sleeping and one of the talosian dudes decides to go through a secret door to try to grab one of the weapons that pike threw down when he got pissed off when it didn't work because he, he he was trying to shoot you know when they teleport the other two in he tries to shoot at the the glass and nothing happens and he gets mad and throws a weapon down and now this talosian dude is just like yeah i'm just gonna go through this little secret door and, and kind of grab this real quick while everybody's sleeping and pike jumps up real quick and just grabs the dude by his throat like just full-on like just throat rip that looked awesome action getting ready to, yeah so the talosian dude uh he's like oh yeah well, look at me i'm a pig ape thing now and Pike's like, no, you're not. Like, I know, I know that's not real because I haven't bought any of this. Why would I buy that? So, uh, Talosian dude's like, well, you know, I'll just, I'll just destroy the Enterprise then. Which, if, I guess, if they can't physically control a person, 
what could they do to the Enterprise? But I guess at the same time, they could give people on board an illusion that would make them somehow sabotage the ship? Yeah, I'm assuming. Or if you think about it, whatever technology they use somehow shut the whole ship down. I don't know where the technology right. came from. So I'm assuming did it shut the ship well, down did or did they have an illusion? Well, that's kind of, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So then, well, they were they were hacking the Enterprise on top of shutting it down. Yeah, that's what happens right now. Is uh, on the Enterprise, the Talusians are going through the ship's computer and kind of looking through Earth's history, and it turns out our history is all just absolute garbage. Like they're they're basically browsing through Reddit, where you only see the bad stuff and you never see anything good. Where they're just like watching <laughs> well, the news. Where's the where's the firewall for the Enterprise that they were able to easily hack it right. that easily? And what are they doing? Just flying around with like a data disk of the Earth's history. <laughs> like, is that in case they meet other species and they want to share everything we've done? Because they really pick, like, the worst parts of everything we've done. Like, at that point, you would think that they've, like, you know, cured global hunger or something. And there's no diseases or anything. They're like, yeah, we want to teach you about, you know, those atom bombs. Yeah, but I think it might be a complete history, though, like the good and the bad. But some of the some of the people only focus on the bad because the bad is so big and, and uh, immense part of the good that... Well, maybe maybe that's what they were only looking for also. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, back on the planet, uh, Pike finds out through, you know, choking this Talosian that the weapons malfunctioning were actually an illusion and that they did blast a hole in the glass and they could have gotten out. So then they're just like, okay, and then they just leave. So they go back to the planet's surface um, where they find out that the uh, laser cannon worked on the elevator as well but that was just an illusion so they didn't know that it had worked um so then the the delusion guy that he took with him he's like oh you know we want we wanted you to be here to come out here and start a new life and you know create our our slaves for us so you know of course he you know played right into their hands uh so so pike being the captain is like well hey you know how about i stay and you let my crew go and at which point uh number one starts a suicide grenade because <laughs> she's just kind of like you know what that's a shit idea i'm just gonna kill us all sacrifice for the really good sacrifice for the good good that's how we do it yeah but he's i mean <laughs> that's a really unproportional response to what the captain said he's like yeah you know just let my crew go you know and i'll stay here no big deal whatever and she's just like nah suicide. Like, no, we're, gonna blow, we're all gonna blow up yeah she's <laughs> just just like yeah you know what we're just we're gonna blow up together um so they're like, oh, you know, hey. Well, she probably felt Spock already left. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But they're just like, okay, Vina, you know, you can you can go be safe, blah, 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 whatever. And she's like, no, that's cool. I'll stay and die. Um, so then some other Talosians show up, and they transfer the Earth's history, you know, through their mind powers to the guy that got brought up there. And he's like, wow. As it turns out, you guys don't like to be held captive, which, you know, hey, who does? I mean, I'm sure there are some people out there that like it for a very short amount of time and they have a safe word to be let out of it. But they're like, oh, yeah, you guys would rather die than be held captive. You know, you're way too violent to be slaves because you'll probably just, you know, revolt in the future or whatever, which I did... If they had any other captives that didn't mind being slaves, why would they even be capturing all these other people? Yeah, it's a little it's a little on there. Yeah, it's it's just kind of this everything worked out, you know. 
but so so they can leave they're like oh yeah you can go ahead and go we don't we don't really want you here anyway which i feel like they didn't need to go through earth's entire history to find that out like the two people that they had captured at that point were very clear that they did not like being captured like they, they didn't like being imprisoned yeah, but I think I, they I thought feel eventually. Like you didn't have to scan history for that. I think they thought eventually though they might break their spirit, but they don't realize that. You know, they slowly realize that the humans somehow, some way, you know, they are going to try to be free eventually. Yeah, no I mean, how much and that could be. Now. Yeah, which I mean, who doesn't? You know, um, so so basically, they're like, oh yeah, you, you guys were our only hopes, so and now I guess we'll just die out. Like that. That's it. They have a whole galaxy of other beings that they could probably find some to help them, like, willingly rebuild. But they're like, oh, you guys didn't want to be, you know, our slaves, so I guess we'll die. So, Pike... Like, you don't get to enjoy our blue flowers that make music. Yeah, you just nuke those things anyway. Uh, So, Pike offers some sort of trade, like, you know, hey, maybe we can help you. And the Talosians are like, no, like, we don't want to work with you guys because we don't want you to eventually learn how to do our illusion powers because you're just going to use it to destroy everything anyway, which honestly, he's probably not wrong. Like, just humanity as a whole probably shouldn't be able to do stuff like that. So uh, the Yeoman and Number One are transported back to the ship, and uh, Pike is talking to Avina where where her illusion wears off, and she's, like, pretty disfigured and kind of messed up. Uh, it turns out she was basically like destroyed when the ship crashed and the Talosians reassembled her, but they didn't know what a human looked like. And that's kind of weird because I feel like they could have like just probed her mind to find what a human looked like. So like, we don't know what you look like, right. so we're just going to take a guess at putting you back together. And it's not like she's that different from them. I feel like at a glance, like, I don't know what she looked like. They, they literally said she was destroyed in the crash. Like, I don't know what destroyed means, like what kind of disfigurement that meant. But I feel like they could have put her back together a little better than that. But what do I know? Their technology's all wrecked because they focused on their mind powers anyway. You see, that's one thing I didn't like when they made her. And I was like, okay, they didn't probe mind to see what she looked like. That's kind of interesting. And then also they they put it together very weird with and not looking like them. Like that's what that's yeah. one thing that got me. I was like, wait a minute. If use yourself as a model, if you see if if she looked like them but looked a little bit off, I would get that. But she looks like they just jumbled it together. Like let's put this here and put that there, and then I, we think this might be right. Like for real, yeah. for real intelligent creatures, that was a very very random thing. Like they could have yeah. they could have made a couple mistakes here and there, but like I think they completely messed it up. That don't make any sense at all. Yeah, yeah. It was just kind of a we don't know where to go with this i feel like kind of thing um so they give uh vina back her illusion because she just decides she's gonna stay and she wants to look like you know like she did and then they offer also give her an illusion of captain pike so that she can be happy so i guess they've all accepted at this point that we're out of options we're just gonna die we might as well you know you can just go ahead and die happy that's cool so, I mean, that's really it for them. Like, that's that's the conclusion of that. Uh, Pike is transported back to the Enterprise. Uh, the Yeoman comes up to deliver her report, and he's still an absolute dick despite everything that just went ha- like just happened. <laughs> he's still just an absolute asshole to her. Um, and then she kind of leans in and she's like, you know, hey, you know, which which one of us would you have picked? And it's it's definitely her, but he he doesn't say anything. And then they just leave, and that's that's the end of the episode. Um, well, don't forget the doctor came up and uh, kind of uh, nodded him on the shoulder, like Eve. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like, oh, you dirty old man. Creepy doctor has yeah. has to be a creep. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's the end of the pilot. Um, honestly, I liked it, despite the the few little things that I thought was wrong. I didn't think that it was enough to really detract from the episode, and I'm pretty excited to see what we have going forward. I know that this is a series where there's not continuity between the episodes. Um, you know, everything is is kind of its own story. But I liked this. Like, I, I liked the idea of it. I liked the way that everything was put together. There's enough there that can kind of get you thinking about something. Some stuff they did give away too early for my taste. But overall, I really like the episode, and I'm, I'm pretty excited to, to go forward. I like the episode. My only issue is the fact that I know in the future all the people are going to be gone. So, like, because I know that this is, like, the pilot pilot without all the characters. And I know who who other characters are, but I actually like the Christopher Pike character. I actually heard of him originally. He's actually in the Star Trek movie. He's the captain, the new he's the captain before uh, Kurt uh, Kurt is actually in the newer movie. So that's how I knew I heard his name before, but wasn't sure who exactly who he was. So I actually, right. so I actually like him. I like his character. I just like the actor. I think the actor fits the era so well. So well that yeah. when I go back to William Shatner, I know who he is. I'm be like, uh, man, I kind of like the other guy because the other guy fits this era so well. I mean, he he literally fits exactly what this era depicts as these like um, these really strong chin guys with these great voices. And I actually like the actor, so I actually want to like search him and see other movies he's in or TV shows he's in to actually find stuff about him. Like I like him, I like him pretty much the most, my favorite character in the whole show. Like I love it. I'm a little torn on Captain Bike, to be honest with you, just because of those weird little instances where he was, you know, this super smart dude, wasn't taking any shit, like didn't believe yeah. any of the illusions. You know, I'm all about my crew. And then he's like, hey, didn't I tell you not to disrupt me? And she's like, oh, yeah, except well, for this exact specific reason I'm disrupting you. And then he's like, yeah, well, you know, piss off. I think it's more about the uh, the writing than it is about him. Because I, yeah. I know they changed a lot of characters and they think different in the future. So I'm, I'm, I'm we're interested in the next pilot to find out if it's the same story but different actors or they completely went a different way because the yeah story it's, it's definitely episode, a writing thing the story of the show is amazing i love the idea of it like the idea of the aliens and mind thing it, we've seen it a thousand times over history i just like the idea of it and i just think that overall the show the show was like a nine out of ten for me like particularly for a pilot and all the time pilots are always kind of trash but this like yeah this is Agreed. This is a nine out of ten for me. I like the every, I like the story. I like the I like design. I like the costume. I like the characters. I like I like everything about this show. So it's interesting to me that that a uh, uh, that the studio saw and thought, oh, we want to change this person, change this person, change this person, like change a lot of things. That's kind of interesting to me because actually I like everything about the episode. I like it. Yeah. Um, Dan, I, I'm curious how they're going to write him off. Uh, or if they're going to acknowledge it. See, I don't think I it's don't a know how that works, I, but I I'm a, curious. I thought it was a recasting. So a lot of times back in uh back in, I'm a, like I'm a, I'm a junkie when it comes to TV things like so they have pilots and pilots they go and film the pilot and they take that pilot and give it to a lot of studios around around or whatever and then the, a lot of times like oh we like the pilot but we don't like this actor we don't like that one actor it's not very good so you see a pilot episode of a show is episode two and the actor completely changed it's because they change actors a lot in after pilots they do it all the time but this is the first time I ever saw a pilot that's been released or whatever and they changed almost everybody so they like well the cast was pretty solid that's kind of what's crazy yeah, about for it for idea of an episode they changed everybody so i'm really interested to see the next pilot because i know i've been really much know who all the characters are so i'm really excited to see 
everybody they change. Everybody, I'm really excited for episodes the next uh, pilot. I yeah, guess. but if you think about it though, we didn't really see a lot of characters in this. Like, there's a lot of people, you know, on the bridge and everything. But we had what? We had Pike, we had Spock, the Doctor, Number One, the Yeoman, and then everybody else was just kind of like these side people, like unimportant side people. So we, we really only had like five characters, not counting the Talosians, anyway. Yeah, I think I think it's like that too. But also, like, I think this. If you think about the side characters over time, they become a main character. Like you start learning about their background, their history, their friendships, right. or whatever, and they become more and more. So I just I saw that guys in the background. They weren't really impactful looking, or like they didn't give off that vibe. Like oh, I want to know about more about them because they weren't there long enough. But I got, but I understood the concept of the show and what they were going for for this. Yeah, um, Dan, what did you think of this episode? You know, I, I enjoyed it for a pilot. Uh, actually, one of the better pilots I probably ever watched. Uh, like I said, I thought the cast was really solid. Uh, it's crazy that they're all going to pretty much leave the show besides Leonard Nimoy. But I, I, I'm interested to see where they take the show. Yeah, and, and like you guys had said, uh, for a pilot, I think it was really well put together. I mean, it, it didn't feel like that, you know... I think pilots nowadays kind of feel low budget and, and just kind of feel off, and it didn't feel like that. So yeah, it is really weird that they're going to replace everybody, but, um, I don't know. What do you guys want to do moving forward? Are we looking at, we're, you know, an hour or so into this by the time we get through editing, yeah. do we want to do two episodes a week or do we want to do one episode a week? I think this initial pilots, well, I, I think this episode was longer than most yeah. episodes. Cause I think it was about a 90 minute episode where the other ones are, I think clocking in about 50 said, minutes. Think, this one was an hour actually. I think it was one. Was it only yeah. an hour? I, I, I think it was longer than an it? hour. Yeah, I think mine came in at like an hour and three minutes or something like that. Yeah, but it might have seemed longer. Yeah, but it was definitely only about an hour. I think that the, the two pilots, we should do one and one because I think it's going to be a lot to discuss, especially particularly the difference between the next one and this one. So because we're going to be comparison and do the next episode at the same time. So I think Okay, that, so, so should, we should only watch – uh, the first episode then and kind of do of a comparison. I, I think it's more of a comparison and a pilot uh, die for the next one because we're going we're gonna to have to because everything we're going to talk about in the next episode is going to be so much different than this episode. So I think next one might be one. And then after that, we can kind of go moving forward from, from, from there on. Okay. I can get on board with that. So, you know, for anybody that's going to be listening or, or following along, we're going to start with the... I, I guess it depends on where you're watching it. Uh, on Amazon, it's labeled as episode one because this was labeled as, a, uh, labeled as a bonus episode. So I guess we'll go ahead and just watch. Um, I'm not even really sure what the title of that one is. Uh, it's the the Man Trap. So we're going to go ahead and watch that. So if, like I said, if you're listening, you want to kind of follow along with us, we're just going to watch the Man Trap and then we'll go from there. We might do two episodes. We might do one depending on you know, kind of how that goes. Um, but I think that's pretty much it. You guys have anything else you want to add? Uh, nope. I'm excited for nope. it. Um, I like it. I just, I'm ready to nerd out because I love you right like I said before. Um, I'm a huge fan of this and I'm ready to get the Star Trek thing going on and then the original series and then we'll see where we're going next after this one. Yeah, I'm going to have to like watch these at the end of every week so I don't talk about it in the middle of the week because like I said, I enjoy that. I'm looking forward to, you know, catching the next stuff. So unless anybody else has anything else, I guess that's where we're going to wrap that up. Uh, so the man trap, um, I guess next week. And that's pretty much it. So I guess we'll see everybody next time. 
All right, peace, guys. Later.